0: Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by T Go to tpublic.com/slash/store/slash/comicpop and find yourself an amazing T-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in-house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo T-shirt, an Ultron T-shirt, and a Headcrabs from Half-Life T-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags. The sizes are printed on the back of the shirt so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff they're really comfortable shirts i would not shill for these guys if i didn't already have a mess of their shirts that i purchased myself i like them a lot check them out go to tpublic.com door slash comic pop and find one for yourself all right let's get on with the show now. waiting down upon the underworld to smash gangland
1: comes a friend of the unfortunate enemy of criminals a mysterious all-powerful character A problem to the police, but a crusade
0: of the law. Hello everyone and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am, of course, your normal host, Sal, and here, of course, is our regular host, Joel. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about movie reboots and remakes, or rather, we're going to give you our top ten. Now you might be asking yourself, that's not very specific, your top ten best and worst movie reboots is what we're going to be doing. So we're going to have two top tens, so four top tens between the two of us
1: all for the price of one show you're welcome
0: yeah i was thinking we could milk this and make it into a couple episodes no
1: you know what screw it we never do the
0: sequels let's just do one big episode where it's we true. run down our top 10 and top uh top best well we, we
1: promised the sequels but we haven't done them yet. it's true
0: i need to make a list of the sequels we promised before it's we could even get into that yeah. uh so joel uh
1: what is your overall opinion of reboots and remakes uh, I think you can make a good movie out of anything, and that includes other movies.
0: Mm. For me, I'm of the opposite mindset. I find that one should leave well enough alone unless they failed the first time.
1: There are definitely certain movies that belong to a period of time and should never be remade. Like, obviously, you know, classics like The Godfather and Gone with the Wind like and Citizen all that Kane, other stuff. Kane, like... I would even say weird nerd properties that were only as good as they were because they were lightning in a box at the time like the crow and highlander two movies i love but i don't think should ever be remade i mean just look at their goddamn sequels they only worked once and
0: they've been trying to reboot those two properties for at least the last 15 years
1: don't do it you won't have queen you won't have an awesome 90s soundtrack you won't have brandon lee just no just don't do it no what what would be
0: benefited by making a highlander movie today
1: They're fine. They're they're the best versions of what they were.
0: You just get Sam Worthington and Jai Courtney hurling swords at each other, all the while the woman that they both love at the same time is, like, sad on on the sidelines. Then it turns out that, like... She's an immortal too, and they have to fight her. It's just like it writes itself in the worst, most cliched way possible.
1: And you would you would never have Clancy Brown doing one of the best villainous turns as the Kurgan. Now that said,
0: I, I mean he's still around and he would do a great job. The fact is they're all around. Adrian Paul's still around, uh Sean Connery. Sean Connery is not is, is still around. Yeah, that's right. I was like, he's dead. Nobody nope, He just, just hasn't done any
1: movies. His since career League is dead. But he's still uh
0: who's the other one? Uh, what's his name? Uh Christopher Lambert. And uh, and, and Clancy Brown, that's all you need.
1: They, they really are immortals at this point, they do have inside them blood of kings. They should just do, the
0: f- screw a sequel, or it's screw reboot, do a sequel. Let's just...
1: <laughs> oh hey, the Kurgan wasn't really dead as we find out. I mean it's Sean only... Connery
0: wasn't really dead in
1: Highlander 2! Yeah. He went to the moon, because that from space. Oh my god, that friggin' thing in Highlander 2 where they turn out to be aliens. God damn. And then
0: in 3 where it turned out to be a dream.
1: Yes. I, see, that's why I kind of love the Highlander series, because it'll do such stupid things, then back out and retcon them super hard. Like in the show when they had the Watchers, and then in Highlander Endgame, they were like,
0: that's dumb. And then had a rival group of douchey immortals just murder all of them.
1: It's and over. Break- and break all the rules that have been set up since the first one. No fighting on holy ground Well, on this one on we ground. can, though. Yeah. <laughs> and guys, Don't even get started on that stupid, like, Highlander sci-fi movie they did where they further retconned bullshit and moved it to Eastern Europe because it would be cheaper to film there. Oh,
0: you mean like what they did in uh, Ghost Rider 2 where it's like, wouldn't that movie have been cooler if it was just in Texas instead of just
1: in Prague? But it's cheaper there. see, I I bet you if they do another Highlander, they'll move it to Canada and they'll film the whole thing in Toronto, where it'll be super cheap. Yeah, they'll blade three it up. <laughs> so hey, hey, hey there, I'm a Highlander, I'm an immortally. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I've been a pacifist for thousands of years. Exactly. I don't take part in the game. Oh no. So uh, all right, uh, we got
0: we each have a top ten list, two top ten lists. How do we how do we divide this up?
1: I guess let's let's just go shot for shot, and if we say the same one, we'll talk about all it. All right, let's
0: do. A- let's start. What do you think? Let's start and let's start with best, and go with worst. Good idea. All right, the best. Uh, these are these are our personal picks for the top ten best mm-hmm. movie reboot slash remakes of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, when you think of reboots and remakes, it's funny. Uh, there's one that everyone thinks of, and then and then immediately dismisses because it's Cronenberg, The Fly.
1: Mmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I've seen the original fly and I was like, this is stupid. And then I remember them making a. Like, not that. I don't remember them, like, making the fly with Jeff Goldblum, but I remember finding it and being like, this looks bizarre. And then finally catching it on cable and being like,
1: this is the darkest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the, one of the major innovators of body horror. Like, it's the year one for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the fly is. It transcends what it was and becomes something. It, it practically defines a genre. It creates a world where uh, the 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 focus of the movie is watching a man transform. It's like oh, yeah. a it's like, the, it's like a like a modern day werewolf movie practically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. only more horror. Because it's not that he turns into a monster and kills people. It's that he turns into a monster, and the compelling part is like. How is this going to wrap up, and how much more of a monster can he become? Like, you're worried about him harming himself, much less everybody else.
1: And Goldblum sells every moment of that, because he seems not right in the head, and that's the best part. Jeff
0: Goldblum is... The Fly is the movie that convinced me Jeff Goldblum could act.
1: Oh god! Because I've yeah. seen movies, you know,
0: we've all seen Jurassic Park, Independence Day. Oh,
1: chaos theory. Yeah, you
0: know, where he's just like, ah, oh, ah, oh, oh, I'm in an Apple Macintosh commercial. Like he yeah. always does this one part. Earth Girls Are Easy. Same person, incredibly young looking. I, I'm fl- amazed someone remembered
1: Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> the uh,
0: the the fact is, Jeff Goldblum is to the fly what Matthew McConaughey was to Reign of Fire, where they they must have gotten this script and went. This is amazing! I can't phone this shit, and I gotta Brando this motherfucker. Like, it's just unbelievable how much effort Gulbenkian puts into it. Where he's like, I gotta get into shape, and I, ah, I gotta like act and figure out how I can like.
1: She oh, just gets really into that role. How, how do I talk? How do I walk? How do I make this thing my own? Yeah, you know? how do I,
0: I'm, I'm I'm literally becoming a fly? I have to figure out how I'd start walking. Like what?
1: So he cool. Just, he just ate flies endlessly for yeah. it.
0: No, like like Craven the Hunter, he became that which he wanted to be. Like he he, he consumed that great. which he wanted to become.
1: Damn right. Mm.
0: So the fly, what do you uh what do you got, Joel? What's on the top 10 best?
1: Uh well, I'm going to start one off here with one that I think a lot of people forget is actually a remake, and that is Scarface. Yeah. I hate Scarface. <laughs> do you really do you dude, dude, bro, you hate Scarface, bro?
0: I you do. Hate Scarface. I do. <laughs> It's just one big chicken that's waiting to
1: be plucked. plucked Thanks, is TV. Uh, oh man, TV edits are great. Uh, yeah,
0: I hate Scarface, but I do acknowledge that it is better than the like, the the Cagney
1: Scarface. I, I yeah, that's the thing too. You know, it's an old Cagney movie. Again, it's it was one of those movies that really started and really cemented that whole. Criminal rags to riches, rise and fall to power thing. Now, if now if it makes you feel any better, Sal, I think Goodfellas does the same story way better. I mean,
0: when it comes to crime flicks, we could do that. All, we could do that to we're blue in the face, where it's like, oh, Godfather.
1: Oh, mark that down.
0: Mark that down. I want to do that. Yeah. So, all right, crime, crime on. movies or crime family movies. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, like, I, I never, I never found it compelling. It's so part of the pop culture zeitgeist. Oh, though. it is. Everyone fell in love with, with Scarface and in fact it found like a revival uh, only about 10, 15, 20 years ago. People were like, "Hey, did you did you know about this movie? This Brian De Palma classic." And they put it on t-shirts and posters mm-hmm. and like oh, yeah. they made that awful sequel the video game.
1: <laughs> the video game is fucking hilarious cuz it <laughs> is a sequel. They undo his
0: death. Yeah, they're like, "No, nah, yeah. Tony Montana made it." As
1: Okay, here's the true thing. So I actually played the game. I assumed. And, and, and I kept dying in, like, the opening tutorial. I'm like, why the fuck do I keep dying? This is so stupid. The, gu- the skull, who is what he's called in the credits, kept shooting me in the back with the shotgun like he does in the movie, and I didn't even see him spawn behind me. And I'm like, oh... Oh, the game assumed that you saw the movie and would know to turn around and shoot the guy behind you. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, game. Okay. You got me there. You got me. You're okay. That's fine. Yeah,
0: But Scarface is a reboot. People don't really know that,
1: but it's it's there. Not only is it a reboot, but apparently uh, Anton Fuqua wants to do a new modern day Scarface in 2016 that once again evolves the story of, you know, what it means to be a criminal mastermind, what it means to, you know, come from another country and make a big deal of yourself here. I wonder what he would do, because obviously he couldn't do Colombian again, couldn't yeah. do Italian again. Would it be like... Would, uh, would it be Middle Eastern? I think it has to be, because that's where all the heroin and all the poppies is now, and mm-hmm. you could actually tell a really interesting story with a Middle Eastern Scarface. Oh,
0: you, you look at, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Middle Eastern billionaires who bring their, like their, their, their Bugattis and whatnot to, Mm -hmm. uh, to different countries. They just fly them there so they could drive around. Like that is something you could definitely explore.
1: You could talk about the crazy level of excess there. You could do like the whole wealthy chic thing, living in a tent in the desert with all that drug money or, You could do the Cartel movie that we've never really seen before, and that is show the real Cartel, and that is, they're not all these, you know, crazy fly pimp dudes, they're guys who look like your dad who live on huge ranches and everything. Yeah,
0: it's true. And it's funny, I I don't really have an issue with rebooting something like, or remaking something like Scarface. Now, I can imagine if people have a holy hissy fit when they hear the idea of, like, redoing Scarface,
1: but... My thing is, you can't freak out because it's a re- it's already a remake. Well, it's already a
0: remake, out. yeah. And I but we're talking about movies. This is the top ten where it's like the best, and I think that this one kind of does dwarf its predecessor, and it and it mm. and it gives you it tells something new. It doesn't just it's not just a cash grab. Like they weren't no, like no. Well, they weren't like we gotta we gotta get in on this on the Scarface money. <laughs> and while uh, and I, the ideas that you were pitching were original. You know, I think as long as that's the focus, like we're going to yeah. tell this story about this thing and we'll call it Scarface because in a, in a way it's a spiritual remake of the yeah, original Scarface. Yeah.
1: I think that's permissible. Like which, which further begs the question, we were kind of talking about this one before we started, what constitutes a remake? What makes it a reimagining or a reboot? And is there much difference between them?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Because because
1: there's some movies I put on here later, and some ones that I wanted to put on that I'm sure we could argue about. Like, what if it's a movie reboot of an old TV show? Does yeah. that count? I, and and it's funny because then you have like you have movies like Starsky and Hutch, where tw- Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump think, Street. With, that, but that's one of the ones I was debating over, and
0: they're totally different things. Like they're oh, not yeah. the
1: movies. Uh, Miami Vice, which no one liked. Um, <laughs> you know, I would have liked Miami Vice more if they called it anything but Miami Vice.
0: Yeah, I'm sure if they had called it something else, yeah, it would have been at least an original property S- people would have loved. Same,
1: it. same with that Evil Dead remake. If they had called it anything but Evil Dead, I would have been cool with it. That is,
0: I don't even count that because Pete. Because you know what's funny? I picked for for worst and best. I picked movies that were either like accepted by the populace or, re- or 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 yeah that's pretty much it like if the if if everybody agreed that the movie was horrible i probably mm-hmm. didn't put on the list where it's like i could the culture rejected your your reboot
1: <laughs> I, I i could very easily have done a third list that are like sideways reboots that are just fine like death race with jason statham right that one was a pretty decent actioner, is what it was. It was I rented it on DVD from the Blockbuster back <laughs> in the day and was not disappointed yeah. when I saw it. Didn't um, change my life, but it was okay. Right, exactly. Uh, so, all right,
0: we got uh, we got Scarface down. For me, I'm going to toss out uh,
1: Evil Dead 2. Yeah, which, it's funny you should say that because I was going to say, is you know, is it just a remake of the first one or is it a sequel or where would we it throw is, that? It is outright
0: just Sam Raimi being like, I know how to do this better now. And just knowing and, and going the troll route. And when I say that, I don't mean like an internet troll. I mean, there's this weird phenomena where if you're making a crappy horror movie and you want it to make a little more money, you call it a sequel to troll troll what? two is a big, hilarious movie that nobody enjoys or enjoys on a really campy level. Uh, it's not a sequel to the original troll. There's no, no they trolls just the name. in the movie. They just pick the name and give it a sequel. There's another movie, I can't remember what it was actually called, but they also called it Troll 3. Again there's,
1: there's a bunch of movies that they took Troll 3 for. Same for like all those Italian zombie movies that they just call zombie. Yeah, exactly. So
0: uh, I'm gonna say that, you know, Evil Dead 2 is a reboot, but it's made by the same people and it stars the same guy and it has uh... like the same exact story. And yep. you know what? It succeeds because the first one's like, what the hell? And the second one's like, Oh, I see where you do. They they kind of embraced the humor, but also upped the gore.
1: By uh by that same token, uh Mad Max One versus the Road Warrior. Yeah. A lot of people would throw that in the same camp of like it's the same guy, a similar but different universe. One was the first one was dystopian, this one is apocalyptic. Yeah. Would you technically call Road Warrior a remake of Mad Max? It's definitely something of a do-over in a lot of ways, but it keeps... All the same, you know, supercar action, super Australia stuff.
0: Or El Mariachi and Desperado, where it was just like, El Mariachi was Robert Rodriguez being like, I've got a few thousand bucks, here's what I can do with it. And then being like, okay, here's a million bucks, here's what I can do with
1: <laughs> it. I shot a bunch of stuff in the first one, and I shot even more stuff in the next one. Exactly. So, uh, you
0: got a couple of those. Um, what is it? We, uh, so, I mentioned uh, Evil Dead 2. Joel, what else is on the best?
1: Uh, here's one. Here's a newer one that actually kind of blew me away. It blew me away so much it actually made me seek out the original and be like, yep, the remake was better. True Grit from the Coen Brothers. Ooh, yeah. That's on my list as well. True Grit is so well made. Man after my own heart, Sal. This is why we do this show. Exactly.
0: I do love True Grit. Uh, I've seen the original one. I kind of dig John Wayne a little more.
1: It's the one he won his Oscar for. Yeah.
0: There's something to be said for the the approach uh I I I really really wanted to love Jeff Bridges more than John Wayne in this movie (laughs) but the 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 older Jeff Bridges gets the more of that character he becomes like oh god he does that voice he doesn't need to do that voice that like I'm becoming
1: Rooster Cogburn yeah he's just
0: that's his Rooster Cogburn voice he uses it in that awful Ryan Reynolds movie uh the one that's like Men in Black R R I P D yeah. uh, yeah And uh, he does it in the most recent... He does it in the... I'm the giver. Like, he, he's all oh, over the place, too, that stupid voice. And we've seen Tron Legacy. I know you don't sound like that, man
1: but you're just doing it yeah don't believe church stories fairy tales and stories about money little lady oh yeah that girl she was so good Uh, amy steinfeld who didn't do any more movies after true grit she stopped she only came back in the last little bit she's doing like pop star stuff now she's singing and i'm like oh oh i wish you still acted though because you're fucking amazing she is she's she's hardcore she is the goddamn Terminator in this movie. She she is with huge actors, you know, like we said, like friggin' you know, Matt Damon and everything, and she is just schooling them. Yeah, <laughs> it's true.
0: But She's no, acting I, circles around them. I love True Grit. I think it's a solid flick. I think it, in many ways, it dwarfs the original, but it's...
1: It, it's also a movie that takes the story from the original, which is based on a book, exactly.
0: They They definitely try to, like honor the original material
1: they honor it and then they also blow it up and go some different directions with it. what i like about it is in the original true grit you actually get to see tom cheney uh kill uh what is it kill the dad yeah. and start it off the cohen brothers movie goes the different way we hear about the crime they build up tom cheney as like this you know oh, evil dude we gotta catch then you see him and it's just josh brolin doing the most pathetic shit heel that's the. Uh, yeah kind of portrayal which i thought was great
0: he he does a nice job with that because
1: he's he plays just such a pathetic loser that is unworthy of vengeance absolutely he nails that so hard and i'm like whoa that blew my mind when you finally meet him like this guy's a loser he's on the ass end of the pyramid of the other bad guys yeah exactly and then the other bad guy uh uh uh, pepper the pepper gang played Mm -hmm. by ned pepper ironically the (laughs) actor jesus christ how did he get that role yeah playing a somewhat more honorable bad guy than the hero who we've been following. It does that unforgiven thing where our hero is more of a villain and our villain is more of a hero. Yeah, Like he's actually willing to, you know, fair terms on everything. He actually, you know, isn't mean to the little girl and everything. He's actually kind of a cool dude. And you figure, man, there's a whole nother movie starring you, right? (laughs) Yeah. Probably see. Exactly.
0: Um, Switching gears a little bit, here's one that like is kind of controversial in my house
1: anyway, and it's Ocean's Eleven. Oh, for the for the worst or for the best? Best, best. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree. Ocean's Eleven is on mine too. It's yeah, fantastic.
0: Ocean. It's so great. It like helped to reinvigorate some careers and Ooh, helped like yet, kick it. kick off a few.
1: Um, it's, it's just so it's so damn cool and it's effortless. That's in right. Its well, coolness. and
0: you can it shows how much work goes into it because they made it look so easy. And we know that it's not because Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen are so fucking terrible.
1: There's 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 parts of Twelve I like, but yeah, Thirteen is almost unwashable. It's
0: just there's nothing fun about what they're doing, and like the 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 first one is just like you're the only bad part of Ocean's Eleven is Julia Roberts, where it's just like ugh. Get her out of here. But otherwise, everybody <laughs> and, else... And,
1: and they write her and all the other women off for the third one because they didn't want to pay them. And they're like, no, it's a boy's mission. No girls allowed. Which frustrates the hell out
0: of me. I was like, you could put more women in this or make a, or get better female actors into this flick, but whatever. Don't
1: don't worry. Apparently, they're going to be doing a whole women's version of Ocean. I they're heard
0: just... that. Uh, I would rather see an all-female cast of The Expendables. Mmm. But, yeah. uh, fine. <laughs> Yeah, but I I dug the shit out of uh, out of Ocean's Eleven. First, saw it in theaters. we like, this is really good. <laughs>
1: It it was badass, and you know, to bring it back to the coolness factor. Obviously, for those who don't know, Ocean's Eleven is a remake of an old Rat Pack movie. Yes, which was more or 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 less
0: just a home video for his, like, for for Sinatra and his pals to hang out.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and it's really they capture that feeling of coolness where it's like, you know, who would be our modern day Rat Pack of actors who you know are so slick and so charming? Yeah, and they got together a pretty damn charming thing. Yet again. Another movie with Matt Damon, and that's when we had two Matt Damon movies in a row. Yeah,
0: that's right. I think he's off my list after this. Nope, I got one more for Matt Damon.
1: Ooh. Uh,
0: And he and it belongs in our crime list.
1: We'll see. Nice. Oh, okay. Then yet again, you and I picked a similar movie. Exactly. Man, Uh, see, I knew we were the right ones to do this show, (laughs) Sal. What? uh, So what else you got on your list? Uh, Should I switch over to worst, or should I keep doing best? No, let's keep.
0: Let's just fill out the best and then move on.
1: Okay, so here's one that may actually be a tad controversial. I'm not saying it's better than the original, but I think it's a pretty damn good movie that stands on its own. Zack Snyder who we beat up a lot on's Dawn of the Dead.
0: Dawn of the Dead is fantastic and on my list. Uh,
1: it written by James Gunn. Written by James Gunn. It's the man knows horror, he knows dirty grindhouse. Dude
0: practically brought back the zombie movie genre into theaters. We uh, wouldn't have
1: Walking Dead if it wasn't for this Dawn of the Dead movie. I think it I mean it did kickstart zombie mania all over again. Yeah, I still think 28 Days Later is a better
0: movie overall and better and more like D- genre-bending, but Dawn of the Dead is just like a fucking video game come to life.
1: It is, and in a good way, too. And what a film class, too, where it's like, we're gonna film all of this stuff in really small quarters in just a couple sets, yeah. and it's gonna be so exciting and so cool. It's people just sitting in a goddamn mall, but it's riveting. Yeah. Yeah, it's solid. Everybody's acting great. Ving
0: Rhames is hilarious oh, in that movie. Yeah. Uh, oh god, yeah. It's and it's great cuz it's just it's just schlock and the one thing that that secured me having to go uh is um the teaser for it.
1: Mm, that was also the teaser
0: was. was just I don't remember what the, I don't remember how it opened, but like it it acted as though the film breaks and then it's, you're just looking at a white screen, and then there's zombies trying to get through the screen, as though you're in the theater and there's zombies behind the actual screen trying to come and get you. Oh, Yeah, and that is unbelievably scary. It was like, it you know what? It evoked the feeling of the 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 Great Train Robbery when mm. they when they had the cowboy shoot at the screen and you and people ducked out of the way, which like,
1: which which they would redo in Goodfellas with uh, with, with Pesci Joe Pesci at yeah the screen good good stuff this movie was also dirty and gritty and it looked like like everything hurt in this movie like when people got hurt you're like ow oh yeah and no one's everyone's an idiot
0: no one's a protagonist it's hilarious because like when they make their boss and he's like go look i created a hole for my chainsaw i'm like what a fucking horrible idea
1: Yep. And yet kind of true to life, too, because if you were in a real life zombie predicament, everyone would be dumb and everyone would be an asshole and it would end a lot like this. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, also, yeah, what a, what a great use of a cover of Down with the Sickness. Oh,
0: my God. Yes. Yeah, that's hilarious.
1: The John Cheese cover of Down with the Sickness. And don't they use Johnny Cash too in the beginning of oh, that yeah. when, the man, when the man comes around mm-hmm. showing the fall of society yeah. to zombies? And I'm like, you had me at Johnny Cash. Yep. Solid. You can only lose me from here. <laughs> um,
0: one reboot slash remake that I love. It was for part of my childhood. I grew up with this movie. It was. It is almost perfect, and it's a brilliant, unbelievable smorgasbord of amazing actors. Is Little Shop of Horrors. Hey. Um, one of the best. Musical soundtracks of all time. I could do a whole episode about Little Shop of Horrors. Um, My dad played Mushnick in every stage production in New Jersey.
1: Really? That's awesome.
0: uh, I love Little Shop of Horrors. Rick Moranis, uh, Ellen Green, uh, Steve Martin as a uh, as a greaser, as a dentist, dentist yeah. monster.
1: I am your dentist. Levy Stubbs.
0: Everybody, it's amazing. The soundtrack is worth the price of admission alone, but stick around for the amazing special effects for that plant. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, because of my love for the stage play or the musical, I watched the original Roger Corman, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, which is basically... Okay, so the concept behind Little Shop of Horrors was they were like... Uh, they Hollywood like some studios would just have sets like the dentist set and the and the like the the flower shop set and uh, Roger Corman just cobbled a movie together as with, he
1: often did with
0: available sets like they wrote a script around what available sets they had like we got an outside set, we got a alleyway set, we got the like the flower shop and he just wrote a script around what available locations they had on the sound stages and then shot them pretty much over a weekend, and made this flick. Nice. And it is first, it's the first film that Jack Nicholson was in. Oh yeah, that's right, it was. He played the Bill Murray role in the... Holy shit. And uh, it's just f- hilarious, but like, you could see the idea, and you could see the the plan, and it's, it's a really brilliant execution, but... The when they decided to make it into a Broadway musical, and then when Frank Oz, Yoda himself, decided to direct <laughs> this movie and make it a live action version, like it was, th- this is lightning in a bottle. You're never going to see a movie like Little Shop Bars again.
1: Hell yeah, that's a good one. I, I ironically also have a musical on mine, mm-hmm. but I picked a different musical. What do you got? Ah, uh, now, now here's the thing too, because this falls into my: is it a remake or is it something else? Right. Okay, so Sweeney Todd, there have been other film versions of it before. There's mm-hmm. been other, you know, stage versions of it before. Does the Tim Burton version count as a remake? I think you could count it. I mean, like, if there's
0: a film version, yeah. Although it could, you could also consider it to be an adaptation because it's like...
1: Well, That's where it falls. Like,
0: uh, like the Les Miserables movie. Like, is that a remake? Not really. It's just
1: a movie version of the play. I, I really like Sweeney Todd in fact, I think it's one of the few genuinely really good Tim Burton movies he's made in a long time. He wasn't on autopilot for this one. No
0: yeah like, and he it despite genuinely
1: the, seemed to give a shit.
0: Despite the casting yeah which is usually a good indicator that Tim Burton is ready to throw his feet up on the on the Ottoman and, and just let it roll. Let
1: Danny Elfman run this one for me. Mm-hmm. Some some great supporting stuff here. Alan Rickman sings beautifully in this one. That's awesome. Pretty women. Pretty women. <laughs> e- even Johnny Depp. It's like, hey Johnny Depp, you can sing all right too. Yeah, dude can. Oh. Dude has. Dude is a Renaissance man. Another movie that is ugly and dirty and doesn't pull any punches and everything. It it is weirdly punk rock for such a you know <laughs> fey twee musical. Right. Right. Totally. Um, another flick that I'm just going to really quick touch
0: upon that is fantastic and is technically a remake is, um, Chris Nolan's insomnia.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. I almost put that one on. I almost I put to that put one it on.
0: Cause I, I was
1: like, I've never seen the original and I know a lot of people argue over which one's better. It, it was a Norwegian movie, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like, uh, it's like let the right one in. Like I didn't see the original of that one either. So, but I never saw the new one either. So I couldn't really speak to that. People were it's, saying, what about like let the right
1: one in? I'm like, I can't talk about that one. I don't know that one. There's, there, there's something we haven't covered yet, but we will cover American remakes of foreign movies. I have at least one on mine. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That's but it's on the worst list. That's a Tiffany episode. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. So you y- y- mark that one. Yeah, too. I'm going to bring her in for that one. Uh, but yeah, fucking Insomnia is fantastic. It's People were like, one hour photo is Robin Williams' dramatic debut. No, first of all, watch Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, Secondly, Insomnia is unbelievable. And also, it was around the time when Al Pacino started to melt and fake act and didn't care anymore. Ooh-ha.
1: And yet, he's great in this tell, movie. Tell people about Insomnia, because I get the feeling a lot of our younger fans have no idea what okay. we're talking about. Okay, I think it's one of Chris Nolan's
0: first movies.
1: It is, I'm pretty and
0: sure. And... Uh, It's basically just there's this uh, kind of like rule-bending cop who's towards the end of his career. It's Al Pacino, and he's solving a murder that takes place in Alaska during uh, that month when it's all sunlight. And dude is not acclimated to it and not ready, and his partner is coming with him, and they both go. And his partner's going to turn state's evidence against him because uh, he's like, you... You you bent the rules too many fucking times, and you have give to give us your for badge it. and your gun, McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so they're on the hunt for this child murderer who is Robin Williams and uh, Pacino either deliberately or accidentally but he's had like he's he hasn't slept in about 3 or 4 days at this point so he's already fatigued he's on the run in the mist in Alaska in a foreign mm-hmm. place uh in the middle of the night which is in the middle of the day and he inadvertently it's not good yeah and he inadvertently kills his partner who is the man who would turn him in and would <laughs> would ruin his life and the only one who saw it is Robin Williams
1: oops and so
0: you have this 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 complicated cat and mouse game between the two of them, and it's freaking amazing. Uh, and it's just perfect acting, and it, oh, just it's fantastic. And even uh, what's shit. her name the the, uh, B- 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 Gone Girl. I can't remember her name.
1: Oh, yeah, not Gone Girl.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, the the Clint Eastwood boxing movie girl.
1: Oh, a Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby. Thank you. <laughs> you know the actress Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, you one know the movies that Million Dollar Baby starred. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, anyway, she's great in it, and uh, but it's so great. It's the it's the first movie and the first time in which I heard the joke of what has two thumbs and loves blowjobs. Yeah. This guy, I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not a joke. And
1: I it is now. Proceeded to use
0: it all the time. Hillary Swank, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen it. Rent it because it's really good.
1: It's just, I'm it's just sure you solid. can Find it on Netflix or Hulu or something. Yeah,
0: just, just we, catch it because
1: we live in the age of streaming. It's not hard to find movies. Right. Yeah.
0: I guess you won't be renting it,
1: but go get it because it's, it's so well directed. That's, that's your homework from Sal and Joel of the Elseworld yeah. Exchange. Check out go, Insomnia. Go see Insomnia. Write a paper. Submit it by Monday. By the end of it, you will, like, despite
0: its subject matter, you will sleep like a baby when it's over because <laughs> that movie has such a great, it, it, it is such a great way in which it makes you tired. Like, you are as exhausted as Pacino by the end of the movie.
1: (laughs) Speaking of cop movies and reboots, one that I debated over putting on here, but I wondered if I even could on principle, because the director straight up said, I never saw the original. And that is the Nicolas Cage, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, which is a remake of the Kaitel movie. Ah, I didn't I didn't
0: see either of those, so.
1: Man, if, if you love fucked up art movies, I can never remember the guy who did it, but uh, the, the guy who did the remake of Bad Lieutenant, he, he turned it into an art movie, is what he did. He took, like, a gritty cop movie, <laughs> and he made it into a fucked up, mind-bending, uh, what, oh, Herzog, it was Herzog. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Herzog made a Louisiana like dirty cop movie starring Nicolas Cage and it's insane as you think. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 I think it could have caught on as much as like Defoe and Antichrist, because there's a lot of saying like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like this movie's on a whole nother plane, like uh what is it like there's a great scene where Nicolas Cage stops a prostitute from turning tricks takes her crack and then smokes her crack in front of her while knocking around the john oh that's my the god. T- that's the type of movie it is okay and that's that is definitely a uh, a Nicolas Cage vehicle there oh god yes and oh god who's his partner in that movie? oh uh what is it a friggin' freaking freaking a uh, Batman Batman was his partner uh, uh Chris
0: uh what's his name Christian Bale no
1: no not Bale uh Keaton? the Keaton, no no no, the other guy. Kilmer guy Kilmer, yeah, Kilmer is his partner in it. Okay. And Kilmer's like like the nice straight cop. Okay. And everything in the well, actually, he's not really nice because that's they're they're also talking about like the corruption of cops in Louisiana, and this was like right after Katrina too. Oh shit. So everything is still flooded and it's him trying to solve this case. And he's like, no, I'm gonna do this one right, even though I'm a total fuck up who does everything wrong. I'm gonna try and do this one right. It's actually kind of cool. I don't know if it's as good as original Bad Lieutenant, because that's like one of K- Keitel's like best performances. Like he literally bears all in that, and it's on the poster. Right, right. That's the one where Kaitel gets buck ass naked. Oh, good. Because he because he's drunk and fucked up on everything, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how shitty everything is. But yeah, that's that's one I would put very much in the maybe file. Mm. Um, similarly with cop movies, I know it's on your list is The Departed yeah infernal affairs yeah
0: it's a remake uh i didn't really i wasn't a huge fan i've recently reseen, uh, i've seen it again i i recognize it for its genius i don't think it deserves best picture and it's definitely not no. martin scorsese's best picture but i think no it's-
1: no that's that's the payback movie this is thank you for all the other movies we'll give it to you for this one here's the thing i saw the departed in a hotel room back when you could get like you know first run movies on a hotel pay-per-view oh, okay and I think I fell asleep near the middle of it and woke <laughs> up, and it was one of the most, like, who, what, where, what, trying to, trying to like, keep everything straight. Yeah. Then I watched it again and was similarly confused. It wasn't until the third time I actually got it and appreciated it. Yeah. I, th- I get it. I, I was, like, I was very frustrated with it because it was, like, it is. we're going
0: to do a Western movie but with non-Western sensibilities, and I'm, like, don't do that, Scorsese. You can't make that work. And it kind of does but um the acting is pretty great as the villain yeah damon Based and on... uh walberg are great uh, mm-hmm. martin sheen is great like everybody in it yeah. so just terrific it's just it, 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 isn't affleck in that for a minute too i don't know is he that'd be awesome i'll have to check oh, I, that out again but i don't want to say it. yeah i want to say it?
1: affleck's is one it? of the guys he works for oh
0: that's funny um but yeah i i dug it it's a i recognize its greatness and its achievement so we can I say it's
1: good if slightly overrated. Yes,
0: I th- well, I think that the Academy made it overrated, but otherwise, I think people people's. Affinity for it is not misplaced.
1: It it was the first time I ever heard the story of Whitey Bulger, though, which I would later go on to read up on and be fascinated by, because that's who Nicholson is playing. He's playing the real-life Whitey Bulger, who, in fact, uh, Ray Donovan, one of the best crime shows no one is watching, James Woods plays a Whitey Bulger character in the first season. I think it's one of the best performances he's ever given. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What else you got for Best. Okay, what do I got for best here? Let me look at my thing here. Uh, okay, we did The Departed, which was actually on my thing there. Uh, okay, so here's one that again falls in the Is It A Remake? Is It A Reboot? Is It A Reimagining? Dawn of the Planet of the Apes.
0: Oh, I think that is definitely a remake. I think that if you're – because I don't think it's it fits in with the, with the Heston
1: movie. No, it so doesn't. It, so it's, it's technically
0: it's, a remake because it's also – since it's not – the, the burton planet of the apes and it's not the heston one that it's its own planet of the apes so it's technically
1: a remake so it's ultimate planet of the apes yeah but solid it is so and they keep a bunch of the names i mean they keep a bunch of the names they keep the thing with the shuttle oh yeah the, that's like a background thing like if they wanted to pull the trigger on that they couldn't god willing if they ever make a third one they will pull the trigger on that yes and i think they will i think it's getting there but um, yeah, that's that's a that, that's not one. That's two great movies in two completely different genres. Yes.
0: Yeah. No, I was amazed because I was like, "Oh God, we're doing another Planet of the Apes again," and then just like all of a sudden, you hear all these fantastic things being said about did, it.
1: Did like, oh, you God. ever think you would like another Planet of the Apes movie, which we might talk about later right. on? In no, this?
0: No, I did not. I did not no, let
1: alone to. two. I mean, one is like a really great uh, character drama with Franco and his ape friend, and you can't help but fall in love with Caesar. And yet also totally feel the catharsis in his, yeah, fuck all them guys. Yep. Fuck humanity. Like, that's a movie that gets you to root against humanity mm-hmm. at the end. Yes, Caesar, tear it down. Tear it all down. <laughs> and then a sequel that blows it up even bigger to being like, yeah, you know, maybe we can work together. Maybe now that the world is destroyed we can build peace between man and ape. And, oh, crap, this is a Planet of the Apes movie, isn't it? No, we'll never do that.
0: Nope, that's not going to work. we got to be, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. The second one also is probably one of the best anti-gun messages in a oh, movie yeah. I've ever seen. And that is the Ape Society is going great and going good until they introduce guns into it. That's like, oh, now you're literally as bad as us humans now. Mm-hmm. That's all it took was the means to kill each other on a big scale. Yes. And now apes have become mad. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah.
0: Now, my, uh, my my the rest of my three... From best movie remakes, I'm I'm gonna try and get Tiffany to come in because they're all Tiffany movies. Oh, right on. Uh they're movies that we that we that we both agree are the best, or at least some of the best. I'm gonna lead things in with Freaky Friday. Oh, okay. can
1: I admit that I saw that and enjoyed it? Okay, cool. I good. think Freaky
0: Friday is just a really, really solid remake. It just really did a good job. I mean, it's just it's Lindsay Lohan before she got gross, and it's yeah. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis right after she got she was right after she got into her second renaissance of hotness after True Lies, yeah. and uh, it's just kind of fantastic. It's just it's just it's just a fun, purely cute movie that is like. It's like Legally Blonde, where it's like, if you, even though you're, you know, a full-grown dude, you're like, you know what? I'm having a good time watching this movie. Screw you gotta you let your disagree. guard down.
1: You gotta let your guard down. Sometimes I remember I saw that in probably the best way to see that Freaky Friday reboot. I was at a friend's house, yeah. and his older sister had control over the TV. Ah. And that's what she was watching. And you're and like, we were, I'll try yeah. to watch this, I guess. Yeah, well, we were doing other stuff, and then slowly but surely, we started watching out of the corner of our eye. Then we actually started watching, and then by the <laughs> end, we were right into it. And it's like, I hope no one tells that yeah. we're into this. Exactly. It was like uh, when the Powerpuff Girls
0: movie trailer came up, and my 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 equally uh, aged friend, uh, dude, and I, like, he turns to me, and goes, "We've got to put on disguises and go see that movie." <laughs>
1: I, I I actually did that. I
0: did. I didn't put on disguises. We went. And I was like, well, I'm going. He's like, I'm not going. And I brought my, uh, my friend who also is a girl. Uh, and because I couldn't call her my girlfriend because she's not. And uh, we went to this movie and it was just us and children.
1: Yep. Wow. That was that was me too, and I'm like, oh, I look creepy here. Luckily, I'm a couple years younger than you, so yes. it probably wasn't as creepy I for to, me.
0: I brought a girl, so I didn't look quite as creepy. you're just sitting on a date. Yes, yeah, exactly. Her I, boyfriend I was, would have been
1: really upset with me though. I was sure to come in late, do like the collar held high thing. Oh, good. And sit that would have been. That definitely doesn't make you look nearly as creepy. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I'm, I'm I'm a smart. I know what I'm
0: doing. Yeah. So I'll just <laughs> I'll, I'm going to run down this list really quick. Uh, the next one up on our list. Is a technical re, it's technically a remake, but it's not really. This is not a remake, it's not a reboot. I call this a straight up adaptation, just b- despite the fact that there was a movie starring this character in the 90s that was garbage, and that is Dread. Oh, yes, yes. I see Shit, if I could have put Dread, okay, you know, I'm putting Dread on my list yeah. now, too.
1: Because,
0: like, because there was a, a Judge Dread movie, and, be- and the reason why I put it on the list is because, culturally speaking, General movie audiences were only aware of Judge Dredd because of the Stallone movie. Hey, this so when,
1: Stallone. Where's Rob Schneider?
0: Yeah, or Amanda Sante. Right. And when people went to go see Dredd, they were like, this is not <laughs> the Stallone movie. Nope. Comic book fans were like, cool, a Judge Dredd movie. Um, and, you know, Dredd fans were like, holy shit, this is actually good. Right. Uh, but but uh, I called it a remake only because culturally in America, they thought it was a remake.
1: Dread deserved so much better, yes. didn't it? That movie was so cool. I mean, the, l- l-
2: well, their their marketing team didn't handle anything. No, they, didn't. Exactly. no. They, needed was, the, they, they needed the Deadpool people. They didn't spend the money in the right places mm-hmm. that they had for that, which is what I think ended up inevitably happening because it's like unless you kind of had your pulse on the community of like either comic book movies or just movies in general that were smaller, you had no idea that was even coming out. Like, no, I you didn't. didn't. <laughs> you would know if you went to the movies, you're like, dread. Yeah, and and, and they it also was 3D. They called
0: it Dread 3D in all the titles. Right, yeah.
2: and so like that was a really that was that's not a big seller, but, but the fact is the movie is so spectacular. Yeah. And it's one of
1: the few movies that's not shameless about its 3D like it actually enhances the movie. They had a right. reason yeah, to make it. Right. Yeah, it's fine like
2: I prefer it without the 3D, but I always I'm not a fan of that whole thing. I mean, like in one of the Resident Evil movies it was kind of funny because that was so tongue in cheek. I was like, "Ha, you're doing 3D." Um, yeah, but, but
0: the 3D was also, like, really good. It was
2: fine. Yeah, at yeah, quarters. Um, yeah. But Dread is, like, it's a movie all on its own, right? It stands alone. It's fantastic. And then you have the opportunity to actually compare it to another movie who has the same character in it. And you're like, oh, my God, it's so much better. Like, it's oh, not God, just, yeah. like, without, like, even if you never had... The Stallone Dread. It would still be a great movie. It would still
0: be great. Because you you would have nothing to compare it to. Right. Except 70s action, low-budget schlock movies. Right, exactly. it was a Charlie Bronson movie with Judge Dredd
2: in it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean... I know some people are probably like, I missed the campiness from the Stallone Dread and like the ridiculous costumes that were almost like, you know, accurate to the comic book. <laughs> you know what? That works in the comic book because it's a parody of the American justice system. Yep. But if you're actually going to take, you know, kind of this overall all feeling and, and like our idea of what Judge Dredd is and you make it into a movie, then you want the Carl Urban Dread. Yeah. Like that's you where could... you're going to want to go. It's right you over could... there. And let me show you something amazing. It's, it's over here. It's Carl Urban. He frowns like no one's ever frowned oh, yeah. If I ever meet that man, I don't want him to smile in the picture with me. I'd yeah. be like, could you just do me a favor? Could you just frown? Because I've never seen anyone frown like and you.
1: He, and he keeps the mask on as he should. That's right? right.
2: Yeah. Talk about like the complete opposite of every other person who plays a superhero who's like, no, they need he was like, to. He's like, well, they, yeah, they got to see my face. He's like, no, I'm Judge Dredd.
0: Yeah. No Judge one cares. Judge Dredd doesn't
2: take his mask off. It doesn't
0: hurt that it's Carl Urban. Uh, uh uh What's his name? From Lord of the Rings, what's his character? Oh, um... Aomair. Yeah, a- he's he's Aomair and the necromonger guy. So he doesn't command a price that also allows him to take the helmet off.
1: Uh, you could also argue too that that dread movie was also a bit of a remake of the raid because it had basically the same plot of let's fight our way into then fight our way out of a heavily armed you know tenement complex. Yeah, but
2: what I really dig about it um is a female villain. Yes. And like such like a kind of like macho movie in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like to have like this chick who's just like, I am so vicious like you know I seemingly I look like you know small and whatever but like mm, the things that are going on up here you don't want to be a part
1: of. Yeah. Lena Headey just owns that oh, so much. So oh like fun. she does in everything. Oh, she's so on TV, great in yep. Game of Thrones and then in that movie too. She's found so many different ways to play the same sort of badass don't fuck with me check.
2: Yeah. Right? And I love that like okay from the original Judge Dredd, I always remember the "I am the law."
0: Am the law.
2: Right, and like he says that too, Carl Urban. But and like, for, for two me, totally different. It's totally different takes on it, but for me, the thing I always remember as his classic line from Dredd is, "Yeah."
0: Yeah, that's.
2: After <laughs> yeah. he pushes her out of a window, she just possibly smashed, gonna blow up everyone. Yep,
0: she just smashes everywhere. At right? Bit. Just, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Like that so is
2: so badass.
0: Yeah. Amazing,
2: god, I love that movie. That's a movie I could watch anytime. Yep, Yep. anytime. Dread's on TV, I'm watching Dread. Yeah, we're hanging out with people. You want to watch Dread? Let's watch it. It's also not long,
0: so it's easy. You can throw on for like 90 minutes. It's just,
2: it's so, it's such an amazing science fiction movie and an action flick. Like, it's just so tight. Like, there's no point where you're like, man, they should have edited that out. Nope,
1: it's a better version of Robocop than the remake of Robocop. We would get ultra violent, you know, look at the American legal system, as you were saying, Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the other li- one on our list is another technical remake, and it is the Thing.
1: Yeah, that's wow, That was my last one. I knew we were gonna both mention the Thing, so please continue about the Thing. The Thing is a perfect movie in every respect. It is. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: There's nothing. There's nothing else to really say except for like excellent body horror. Yeah, it's technically a remake. There was a Thing, the Thing from Outer Space, and in fact, it's. But who's seen the Thing from Outer Space? I mean, so a no. lot more
2: people than you would have expected. Yes,
0: I've seen it, but it's also like the opening. The opening. Of the thing, where the, the the title and the uh, the the alien and everything—it was all homage to the thing from outer space, but it's also Car- Carpenter being like, "I'm doing this though." Yeah, and but it's I'm something doing my else. own thing. And <laughs> yeah, and it becomes something else. It's beca- it's a transformative mm-hmm. remake, and it's the best kind. I gotta tell never- you,
2: never forget if you've never seen this movie and you go and see it. This film was made in 1982. It came out oh, yeah. in, in 1982. And some of the effects that they put into this movie are, are... Still breathtaking. They're spectacular for the time. Still forget, It's the 80s. I mean, yes, we had Star Wars, right? Cool. That was... Mind-blowing, right? Yep. That's technical effects with ships in outer space. There was some puppets, awesome, cool, whatever. Some of the stuff they do in this with with some of their like quote-unquote jump scares and and the way that they portray this thing, this thing you've never seen before in your life. Yep, they stand up. They really do stand up to me to today. Yes, like that. Oh uh, no, this isn't spoilers because if you haven't seen it already, I'm not spoiling anything. When they have. The guy on the table and his ah, and his head just separates, just, just, separates, and then sprouts legs and just crawls away like
1: a Venus flytrap. That yeah. is just
2: one of the most amazing effects I have ever seen. Also, Still is. what a great line!
0: Oh, you got to be fucking kidding! Yes,
2: me. yeah, right.
0: It's a way to acknowledge what's happening in the movie and like to be to connect directly with the audience.
2: Yeah, because you as the audience are thinking that exact thing, like. No, Mm -hmm. they set it on fire. They're all done. They did it. They defeated it. Oh, okay. I mean... The movie is like, thank God for John Carpenter. Like, not that there's anything wrong with like older sci fi B movies yeah. or anything like that. They're great, they're fun, they're awesome. Like, there's some really great ones, there's some really lousy ones, but like, John Carpenter took the thing and created something that would change the face of how we looked at sci fi horror, I feel oh, like. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. an isolationist movie. And you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, this is an all male cast. And it's a very small cast. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a single location. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's perfect.
1: Yeah. Claustrophobia personified.
2: Right? Like, he he manages, like, and I personally, I always feel like this is this is it. This is the best John Carpenter ever did. Yes. It was in 1982, he did The Thing. And he created a movie that had monsters. It also had mistrust. Like, there's so many layers to oh, why the, this the is scary. Oh, the paranoia is
1: excellent, too, because humans are the greatest monster. And exactly. distrust is a monster unto itself.
2: Exactly. And... The man is not afraid to end a movie with no actual
0: ending.
2: ending. Well, it's like it,
0: there isn't. It, that it becomes there is, the ending. <laughs> but at the
2: same time, like you as the audience will leave the theater, leave your house, you know, whatever you're doing, and be like, "I'm not sure. I know where Carpenter is going. Where he thinks it's going. Mm-hmm. Like, where, where, which which one is it? Yep. If you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't. This is the one you got to go see.
1: Speaking yep. speaking of the thing, didn't they do like a sequel, remake, prequel many years? Yeah, they didn't the just fact. do
2: that. <clears throat> they also did a video game that supposedly followed the it's like from that moment. A few at the end, later, like this other team shows up and like it's it's an abysmal game. Like it, the mechanics for it are, are really wonky. That Spoonie as,
1: did that back in the day. That was one of his first things.
2: Yeah, it's just it's not it's not great and it's unnecessary. Yes, we don't have to know what happened.
1: No. Yeah, I we think don't... I think we'll mention John Carpenter again when we talk about the worst because I have a John Carpenter <laughs> remake oh, John online. Carpenter, but man. that
2: other movie that they did was one of those where they were like, yeah, it's like a remake, and then they're like, no, it's like a prequel. Well, it,
0: what happened was they were gonna just remake it, yeah. And the guy that they hired was like, we can't remake the thing. You can't. And so he forced them to turn their remake, which is just a a point for point script of like remake of the thing, where he's like, but we'll make, well, I will. If, if there is going to be a Thing movie that is going to come out, it has to be a prequel to The Thing. Yeah. It can't be a sequel, and it can't be a remake. So I really feel bad for that director, because really, he really tried.
2: Right? Like, you know, I get it. Like, he was given an opportunity, and he wanted to take it. And I will tried. say,
0: that movie is garbage. It is. But the ending is great. Because yeah. he's just like, no! And he just makes it the opening to the right? thing. Right, but
2: it's like, at the same time, it like for me, I'm like, what is the point?
0: There's no point. We... You know, you
2: told the story. You told the, the actual story we needed to know. Yeah, we've and we've seen and you, it. And you filled in all the gaps of what came before. Yeah. And we don't really need to know what happens afterwards. Like, you told the the, the the exact pinnacle of story that you needed to tell us, and it's perfect. Well,
0: that's the point. that I, that's That's why I hate prequels and stuff like that, is because I'm like, <sighs> We get we've we've already got the maximum amount of usefulness out of the story yep. that they told us. Like, if the story's good, then they told you the exact. It's like uh, you know, like when 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 Obi Wan's like, you know, your your father was a great pilot and I knew him and I trained him. Like, that's all you need. Yeah. If that's if that's where Lucas started the, the story, it's because all the other shit was boring and not interesting. Yeah. And it's like and and he was right because then he gave it to us and it was boring and uninteresting. So it's like yeah, like that's how it. That yeah. like don't tell the rest of the story if your real story is not contingent upon it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, there you go. Right. Two movies. Thanks for being here.
2: Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, of
1: course. Thanks, Tiff. So uh, you got any others before we get into the worst? Uh, we we've we've now done all of my ten together okay. with that. I knew this would happen. We ended up doing all my yeah. ten. Yeah. Uh,
0: so let's get into the worst. Uh, reboots and remake movies of all time, we could talk about the thing really quick, just, I feel bad because he tried to game the Hollywood system by turning their shitty reboot into a like, a direct, if not spiritual prequel to something good. And what happened was it was it did as well as it was going to do. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody cares. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't know what the thing is isn't going to go see the thing now. And anybody who does know the thing isn't going to go see a thing reboot.
1: It's true. So there you go. Joel, what else you got? Uh, so for the worst to start things off, we kind of, you know, made fun of him before Sam Worthington. Clash of the Titans. I, okay.
0: Have you seen the original Clash of the Titans?
1: Yes, it's cheesy as balls, but I respect it for its workmanship. I have no
0: respect for that movie. That movie came out around the same time as Star Wars, and it looks like it was made in 1952. I like that crappy reboot of Clash of the Titans.
1: I don't think it's good, but I kind of have fun watching it. That one bugged the shit out of me. It's funny, too. It's a movie with a very hardcore atheist message, which I'm usually all for. Bizarre, yeah. Yeah, to be like, yeah, screw the gods. But the gods are clearly real, though. They're walking around and influencing you. Yeah,
0: it was like Troy. Remember how Troy was an atheist movie? And you were like, if it's good, but, but none of them were.
1: Yeah, it's like don't get me wrong, I respect this message. I you know, I I am for it and everything, but at the same time, not here, not in this.
0: Yeah. Tr- Troy, they they believed. They had no other explanation for what the for
1: what happened to the like they have their only origins are in the gods, you fucking idiots. The fact that the Kraken that they keep building up to looks nowhere near as cool or amazing as that other Kraken because it was something you had never seen before. Which this of one's course, just a, They opened that movie, they're like, "The Kraken!" <laughs> Let me yeah. out. Again, we gotta talk about the Kraken. Everything yeah. is Kraken. Yeah. Kracklekken. Uh, the the team members that just kind of come and leave and everything, and the fact where it's like, oh, but here's the owl though from the other thing in a throwaway bit. See, I heard See Sam Worthington had
0: a fucking hissy fit about that too.
1: I bet. I bet like, he, he did. He was like, I
0: don't want to fucking use this stupid owl, and he like he threatened to quit if they put the owl in the movie, and so he like turned it into a joke. I'm like, Sam Worthington, you're terrible. Yeah. You're a T cell <laughs> actor. You just you. They put you next to an actor, and they make you into whatever they need you to be. You're not anything. You have no distinct personality. Be You're, low rent
1: Paul Walker for this. The
0: best, vo- the best thing he ever did was, or the most perfect casting for Sam Worthington is, make him a voice in one of those Call of Duty movies. Yeah, yeah. Or games, rather. But yeah. uh, by the way, really quick about uh, Class of the Titans. Love that Pegasus.
1: Pegasus, yeah.
0: Looks like a fucking. Horse with wings.
1: That's alright.
0: Unbelievable. Anyway, Clash of the Titans. Lol. Clash of the
1: Titans, that's what I got. What do you got? The Pink Panther. Ooh, I forgot about that. Fuck
0: you, Steve Martin, and your like apparent hatred of comedy. <laughs> Such death to Dude comedy. went from like being a pioneer of modern comedy to uh like the cancer of it. Uh, it's weird. But uh, anyway, it's just garbage. It's not even worth really talking about. I just wanted to say, it's just, it's so fucking terrible, it is worth saying it's one of the worst. Yeah. Fuck the Pink Panther.
1: Yeah, I agree. I never even saw it, but I'll take your word for it, because why would I want to yeah, see that? Yeah, I've seen enough of it to be like, no. Uh, another one for mine, Conan, with the current Aquaman, Jason Fuck Momoa. Conan! Not- First of all, they call him Conan.
0: Yep. Everybody pronounces it, Conan! Like, uh, Conan. You, mean, you mean the
1: nine-foot-tall uh, late-night host? Because that's what it's pronounced like. Now, I remember getting into arguments with people before with being like, well, but the general story structure of this is actually a lot closer to the yes. Conan books and comics that everyone likes than the other movie was. I'm like, yeah, but the other, the Schwarzenegger movie was ballin', though. That's
0: the thing. Conan the Barbarian. I think that's what it was. Or Conan Yeah. The, which one was the Destroyer? Was the... was... I think Conan Destroyer came later. Okay, cuz like the original one with with Arnold is a legit like meatloaf album cover sword and sorcery oh, yeah. hardcore like uh, you know finish album film. cover film. They they're doing something. And because that Great movie villain. that movie's unafraid to be boring. Conan yes. gets boring and or or gets self-indulgent and you got Mako's in that fucking Um, But anyway, like what a
1: soundtrack too for Conan the. Yes,
0: uh, but uh, but Conan is a fundamental misunderstanding of the source material. It's just what it's what Hollywood does. It's just it was it's proof that there is a list on the wall in certain major studios where they go. Oh yeah, what do we own? Let's make a reboot of that. What has
1: it made us money? It's about? why
0: there's a Ben Hur reboot. I'm not even going to talk about. I'm not even going to list it, but like, it's why they made it because like, what else do we have?
1: Who who was chomping at the bit for a Ben Hur remake? What massive Ben Hur fans out there said, you know what I need? I need to see a version of this with you know Morgan Freeman with dreads. Honestly, I,
0: I think that the only person who wanted that was some like really old executive who's like, we got to bring things back to the way that only Hollywood used to be. Like we'll get a we'll get a new Ben Hur movie and it'll be bigger and better and more beautiful and than we'll you Then ever... will
1: remake Cleopatra and Caligula. They're trying, there. They've
0: been trying to remake Cleopatra starring Angelina Jolie forever, and of the movie just, just fell out because it cost too much. But uh, anyway, yeah, Conan
1: sucks. Yeah, it does. It's just yeah. a video
0: game, which sure in, incidentally, there is a Conan video game that they made, yeah. made recently, and it's way better than that movie. It is, it is. I can't wait for King Conan.
1: Oh, yeah. Starring Lawrence Schwarzenegger. Is coming. Yeah, it's coming. They're going to make that movie one day, and it's going to be kind of cool. If, they, if they, they made John Rambo and Rocky Balboa, they'll make King Conan. If they make Terminator Genisys, then they'll Ooh. make... Uh, the, uh, and that's a sequel. I don't count
0: that as a reboot or anything.
1: Even though they tried <sighs> to retcon and soft reboot the Fuck whole Fuck them, no one wants that. No. Um, Go away. Don't worry. The Terminator
0: license tra- trades hands from studios so many times that, like, the next studio that buys the rights will try and make another Terminator reboot. Um, until uh, until James Cameron gets the rights back, which is actually not too long from now. A couple years. Yeah. James yeah. Cameron gets it back. And what he'll do is he'll put it in the fucking vault and leave it alone.
1: And never touch it because yeah. yeah. that's what a cool guy he is. And also because he's too busy remaking and doing Avatars. That's
0: right. Yay. Can't wait for those
1: sequels of Avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Total Recall sucks. Yep, sure does. What the hell was that? Who asked for this shit? As next to nothing to the other movie, pretty much. Un-
0: nothing remarkable about it. Terrible acting. Just, just generic
1: schlocky bullshit. Who cares? Sometimes you can make a really bad movie just by making a really mediocre version of a great movie. Exactly. When you, if you are gonna call it that, if you're gonna make a, you could, you could make a
0: modern. Adaptation of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep and make something really cool with today's technology and today's actors yep. and, and creators. But remake and total recall is not the
1: way to go. You want to no, know another really boring ass remake of a great movie? 2010's Wolfman. Fuck that. I didn't even One see of, it. it. It was boring as shit. That's it's like, I was literally sitting there like Millhouse, with his, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? I was literally sitting there like, when are we going to get to the Wolfman factory? <laughs> <laughs> are we get there? Yeah, right?
0: Um, say, so hey, let's talk about Planet of the Apes from 2001. Oh, God damn it. Uh, we were, that movie's so, it's so funny how much money is obviously spent on that movie. Like, it's not cheap. Tim Roth tries real hard. Uh, a lot it, of them try hard. They all, they're all trying and it's, it looks money is spent. That is so expensive looking. And, uh, it's funny because, uh, we, we saw it opening day. It was a whole bunch Ouch. of us. And my pal uh, at the time was is still a massive Planet of the Apes fan. And when I say that, I mean he the loves original Beneath Escape. Yeah, he loves them all. And uh, he goes to see this movie, and he is so done by the end Aww. that we get to the point where uh, Mark Wahlberg comes back to Earth and it's taken over by apes. <laughs> and he it cuts to the Lincoln Memorial And he Mm -hmm. just yells. He just (laughs) yells out. He goes, he goes, look, everybody, it's Abraham Lincoln.
1: And, uh, Which supposedly is closer to how the book ends, actually, yeah, from what I understand. I wouldn't even know, but I
0: uh, thought that was so funny. And then really? no. they made a uh, the okay. If you ever saw Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, no uh, idea. If you read his comic book Chasing Dogma, it's literally they make that joke. It's literally the, the movie, same yeah. fucking movie, by the way. Chasing Dogma is just Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but with better fugitive jokes. And uh, in it, you know, Jay has his little like f- freak out where he th- where he imagines the Planet of the Apes. And they do the same thing in the movie, but in the comic book, there's a scene where the apes are ripping the head off of the Lincoln Memorial and putting an ape head on top of it, mm-hmm. and somebody noticed that and made a joke about it with uh, Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith of course like made a joke back, and the guy and it printed started it.
1: started a caddy war between him and Tim Burton. And
0: that's where the line comes from, where he's like, anyone who knows my material knows that I would never read a comic book, but I would you know, especially I, never read anything I'm, written by Kevin Smith.
1: I'm glad in this episode I could praise Tim Burton with Sweeney Todd and also kind of shit on him for Planet of the Apes. Because, what the fuck? Cause Tim
0: Burton is amazing. He's great, and then he's not. And then he, should, he reminds he you that he can blockbusters.
1: be. He should yeah. not do big company blockbusters. He should do the movies that he's passionate about. Well, Cause nobody fucking wants to see that shit.
0: Like, no,
1: you know, Alice.
0: Yeah, yeah. fuck you.
1: But shit, is that technically a remake or is that just another adaptation? That's
0: kind of a remake or an adaptation because it's, yeah, because the, the only thing you have is like the it's Disney. It's very
1: close to the Disney version of things. I think it is.
0: I think it's through Disney, so it's technically a remake because yeah. it's using their imagery and their property. I think that's technically a remake.
1: Does that mean that that Jungle Book one they did and Maleficent and that Beauty yep, and the Beast one? those are technically coming out? remakes as well because they're – ta- yeah, which Is it weird that I'm excited for that Beauty and the Beast thing when I heard who was starring? I'm like, dude, Ian McKellen's gonna be the candles? Fuck yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be the candles, sweet. I'm all about that. Ian McKellen's I'm... gonna be a French candlestick? Fuck he yeah. He sure is. Yeah. There's more good casting in the movie, too. Like, Josh Gad is gonna be LeFou. He's gonna be Gaston's little buddy. And I'm like, yep, yep, that's, I see it. I see if it If Bruce now, Campbell cool.
0: isn't gonna be Gaston, then I'm not interested.
1: <laughs> now they got some other somewhat no-name guy who who looks handsome but also plays a bunch of villains and stuff too. It's a pretty well-cast movie. Actually. Okay.
0: Um
1: RoboCop sucks and is generic and stupid and worst part is is that like there's a germ of a good idea in there about yes. like drone warfare in the modern age and the mo- m- monetization of the military-industrial complex and police states and everything, you could have done a good one, but obviously this one had no interest in being smart, or nope. you know, or even assuming that the original RoboCop is smart at all in more than just an 80s splatterfest. Yes.
0: Uh, RoboCop is a joke. See, the funny thing is, people think that RoboCop's a superhero, and he's not. He's hmm. a crappy cyborg in a dystopian future where the world is garbage. It's a parody. He loses every time he gets into a fight, you know. every yeah. Like, Murphy is like, let's take on these guys gets his head blown off robocop is like i'm gonna kick ass and take names gets fucking dismantled mm-hmm. gets rebuilt and gets beaten again and it's only by the grace of god that he stabs fucking red in the neck and we're finally get and then his boss fires the guy and he gets to win that's not a superhero ladies and gentlemen no uh that's a hilarious joke that's i'd buy not... that for a dollar the, everything which... about robocop is hilarious and amazing but the what it's I love, too, about
1: RoboCop Robo. that they forget is, like, at the end of RoboCop, the bad guys win, everybody. Not only did the bad guys win, but they've won for decades. Yes,
0: they always will win. Just because RoboCop doesn't die doesn't mean that they didn't get away with it.
1: And RoboCop is another one of those things where it's like the sequels got considerably dumber and dumber and got further away. Yeah. Hey, so
0: we can so, also thank Frank Miller for a couple of those.
1: They turned that into a comic, didn't they? Didn't they turn, like, his unused RoboCop 3 into, and it's
0: like... like, I wish they Made that because <laughs> that comic is a nightmare.
1: Of course it but is. But it,
0: it, it fits perfectly with Robocop. But
1: it, it also wonderfully fits into that weird time in cinema, that orientalization of everything. And Frank Miller's like, I was
0: doing that before it was cool. Yeah. I will say this one good part of Robocop the remake, and it's the scene when they show Murphy himself when mm. he's dismantled and he's just a throat and lungs. The nice image. And the scene is pretty decently acted and it looks fucking horrifying. And it's, it's the closest thing to an original thing they do. And I'm like, that's really cool. Cause it really, it really captures the desperation and horror of like what you are. He's like, I'm not a person. I'm not, I'm not a person. This is not, this is not enough for me to be a man. And I'm like, that's cool. This is a really cool exploration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't want ever want to see myself like this again. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm down. I'm down for this, but no, Just garbage, especially towards the end. Just it just
1: falls apart. Yeah. Uh, What else you got? I got Old Boy, the American remake. Oh, I never saw the the new Old Boy. You didn't miss a damn thing. I heard it was just a literal like remake with with white people. It is, but it's a lot dumber, too. Like, it loses all the subtlety that the Korean version had. Mm. And you got Sam Jackson, who I should love, because he put Sam Jackson in anything, and that should be great. He's yep. chewing every piece of scenery. He's playing a goddamn anime character. He's back He's back into the octopus from the spirit mode. Oh, no! His, his look, I'll show up to the set, and but, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but it's not going to be acting, I can tell you that much. Egg on my face! I got Ada to everything. Toilets are funny.
0: That's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then
1: you got Charto Sh- Copley. He was the guy from District 9 yes. and Chappie. He plays the quote unquote, you know, de facto villain of the piece. Mm hmm. And it, it's like Jared level, Jared Leto Joker level versions of, you know, I'm just going to try out a bunch of different voices and a bunch of different effects And you can save this in editing, right? Can't you? Yeah. No. <laughs> which which the villain from the original Old Boy wasn't that at all. He wasn't a cartoon villain. Yeah.
0: Um. One movie that's on the list that needs to be, that's Tim Burton, is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: You know what, it's funny, I actually defended this movie for a bit when it first came out, and I think even more now in light of Gene Wilder's death, you know, rest in peace, funny man. Yeah, now I'm like, fuck this movie too. Fuck Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that changes pretty much everything. It it it's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but, but it's, it's more about, about Willy Wonka. Wonka. What the fuck is that all about? Michael Jackson's Willy Wonka. Yeah, creepy,
0: weird, stupid, and unnecessary.
1: Yeah, that's that's that's, that's pretty all much you can say it. about it. But the one good thing about it is uh, who, who's the little guy actor in that movie? Oh God, I
0: don't remember his name.
1: He he works his ass off as all of the oompa loompas, and like I remember watching behind the scenes of everything he had to do. For the green screen stuff Deep, for Deep all the Deep Roy? Deep Roy, yes. Deep go. Roy's trying really hard in that. Deep Roy... If you watch nothing else, just watch Deep Roy scenes, because that dude was given 110. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm moving on.
2: No, you can't move on. Let me, let me just say something real quick. Yes? You know... And this is me just agreeing with you 100%. Um, I know there are people in the chat who do like Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Someone mentioned it early on that they liked it better. And that's fine. It depends on what part of your life you are. When you saw it, which one you saw first, whatever. Johnny Depp lacks subtlety. The man can have it in that movie. He is swinging from the fences. And that is just just not, for me, what Willy Wonka should be. There's something to be said about the original Willy Wonka that children can enjoy it and the movie Mm -hmm. ages with you as you grow up as you transition into adulthood you recognize different qualities in it you begin to sympathize with different characters you begin to understand the motivation of certain characters the movie Mm -hmm. actually grows with you and i don't think that can be said about charlie and the chocolate factory no like i just I... i don't think that that and while yes i get it roald dahl was forever angry about Gene Wilder's portrayal of the character. I think it's just because he was like, that's not how I interpreted it. Well, you know what, man? You put it out in the world. Other people interpreted it as they wanted to, and that's what you got. You got Gene Wilder's interpretation of that. And for me, it is enchanting. The man is an incredibly skilled actor. His timing is spectacular. He does so many small, subtle things that over many many watches I am still noticing things like he's having bit of business in the background of almost every scene but he's not making a big deal about it no I mean it's just he's just like far and away better and I get it look Johnny Depp had to have looked at that and been like I guess I'm gonna try and do more of the book I can't do what Gene Wilder did because I'm not him I think he had total respect for the man you know and just went his own way I just don't like it
1: yeah I uh, I never wanted to meet Willy Wonka's dad, who is also Saruman. I don't no. care about
2: that even remotely. Well, it I... just
1: it it just it it re- it deflates the mystique
0: of the character. Yeah, you're just a guy then. You're just explaining how that shit works, which is like that's Patton Oswald. I don't care about where the shit I love comes from
1: I just love the just stuff like I like the love. shit I love I don't care how the ice cream gets made with milk and rock salt yeah exactly.
0: here's
2: a big bag of
0: rock salt
2: like I feel like it completely like not that it diminished the character but it diminishes the point of the story you know what I mean mm-hmm. like like I don't like Willy Wonka could have come up from the ground like obviously he had to come from somewhere and I think we all understand that but like we don't well, we have don't have need to, ha- to know what it yeah, is yeah exactly like the, the fact is and, like if you want to create a story where you have like these dueling roles between, like, Charlie himself and Willy Wonka and their journey, essentially, Mm -hmm. then you can't throw in a character like that. Like, Charlie essentially leaves his family behind partway through the movie, you know what I mean? It's just Grandpa Joe who's there, and he's Mm -hmm. the worst influence ever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's not a good influence. He's like one of the kids. He is. I mean...
1: And also this idea, too, of being like, ooh, let's take Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory and let's make it more darker and menacing and maybe he really is hurting the kids. No, you didn't need that because no. it was already in the other yeah. one. It was subtle. Yes. And that's
2: exactly what it is. That's what talking about, how the movie ages with you. As an adult, you're like, Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Like, what is actually happening here? Like, like Gene Wilder's subtle dislike and hatred of these children (laughs) is just barely there. As a kid, you're just like, oh, ha, 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 mischief, fun, whatever, cool. As you grow up, you're like dude, this man does not like these kids. He is here <laughs> to punish those children for their seven deadly sins, because that is what they are. Yes, um, they are. But, like, he's here to punish them, and he himself essentially is one in a way, because he's kind of wrath, but not whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but... Like, as no a child, way you can put that on for kids, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, a kid can watch that movie, you have nothing to fear. Maybe the the scene in the tunnel with the chicken and the mm-hmm. bug, that's a little freaky. But, I mean, like, after that, like,
0: it's that's, that's, that's 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 60s psychedelic. That is 60s psychedelic. And we'll psychedelic never talk as, about it again. <laughs> and as yeah. a child,
2: it's kind of disturbing. But... You know, like, that's a true sign of, I think, of a great movie. Yes. And then, and then Wilder sit-
1: yells during that scene, too, and it's great.
2: Right? And look. No! Oh, my God. He is spectacular.
1: But How it. do you direct a scene like that? I like. To I don't think, think you he do. Just I think you just think sit back and go, you just, what the You go, hell?
2: Gene, what do you want to do, man? Because, like, the man got it. Like, he got the script. He understood it. He understood every single part of that script. I mean, we see a gamut of emotions from him. He's having a great time. He has a true hatred of these children. He could be completely Benign at times and then that last scene where he goes from like not only have I failed in what I wanted to do but the one person I thought who was going to actually succeed and like could actually be, like show me the hope that is left in this world has completely screwed me over yeah. and he goes from complete and utter like you know depression and anger and sadness to Complete joy.
1: Yeah. You know, you like. Good yeah, day, sir. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I look, I get it, Tim Burton. Like, you're like the master of like the whimsy and like all that crap, right? Like, you made Beetlejuice. Awesome. Cool. You made Batman. It was great. That doesn't mean you have to tackle this movie.
0: Right. Why did he take this? Right. right. All right. <laughs> Who cares? Thank you. You
2: can't talk about We Wonka the heartbeat. I know.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that, that movie sucks. Uh,. Uh, this is gonna get Tiffany to freak out, so I'll, I'll move on to the next one. Uh, Psycho is the first movie that I saw oh, yeah. that was that that taught me that Hollywood has no shame. <laughs> and how I was like, you can't remake Psycho, like you 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 what you can't do that. It. And they go, well, don't worry, it's gonna be a shot for shot remake. And I said, well, what? Well, then what the hell's the point? And they were and they were like, and they proved that there wasn't one. You know, they were just like, fuck you. It's just gonna be garbage. Like Vince Vaughn is not Norman Bates. Replacing it so that you can hear him fapping while he's looking at Anne Haish is like disgustingly weird. And I don't mean like disgusting. It's disgusting that they would show male masturbation. It's just disgusting that they would like they would be like, we're gonna we're gonna do a shot for shot remake, but we're gonna like add stuff to the shots to make them new. And it's to just, take away the subtlety. It's just such garbage. And and like nobody is good in that movie. It's just so terrible, and it was just kind of like, what the fuck? And the dude who made *Goodwill Hunting* directed that movie was like, "Oh wow, w- w- what?" But uh, I- yeah, I've
1: heard good things about *Bates Hotel* or *Bates Motel*. I've heard that too. Gonna... I don't care. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, that's funny. funny. *Hannibal* that show is actually way better than it had any right to be. That's like ultimate *Hannibal*. Yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, I, I I I hate *Psycho*, and it I have like such a retro like such a wretched hatred of it that I'm like. It makes me it makes me upset like thinking mm-hmm. about how bad it was I saw that in theaters Ooh. but uh, anyway what's what else is on your list
1: uh we've tackled all of mine now in oh, the okay thing. I, I I didn't get near a chance to write as many bad ones That's as okay. I wanted
0: to <laughs> uh the other one that I have on the list uh is uh a shout out to the future and it's big trouble in little China oh and they
1: undoubtedly remake that they are remaking it starring the rock as Jack Burton which I'm sure they will miss the point too—that Jack is a joke in that movie, and it is his Asian sidekick who is the real hero. Yep, they just—they
0: won't get it. They're, the fact they're doing it proves they don't get it because they—they're—they're they're not gonna do—they're not gonna do it right.
1: Hey, James Hong is still alive. Can we get him back to Please? be the Mandarin? <laughs> it would be amazing for him to play. Uh, All these years later, yes. You don't even need makeup on him. Play Lopan again? Him. That'd be fucking. Just awesome. Just get him in there and let him do it.
0: Yeah, uh, and. Um, the Karate Kid. Mm.
1: See, I didn't hate that. I would put that in more of my off-to-the-side thing.
0: See, that's funny, because I think The Karate Kid is wretched. It really? Is, it is a. It is so offensive in its execution and its desperation and it, in its origins. Like, clearly... Okay, so... The Karate Kid, the original movie, which, by the way, they made a beautiful Blu-ray transfer of, um, is so perfect in its, it's joseph- an 80s classic in it's it, it's an 80s classic it's a great time capsule it's a perfect encapsulation of the hero's journey it is a joseph campbell fucking study mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the only difference is they don't make it as dark as like killing the fucking the sage we don't need to you make him go away. well the
1: bullies attempt to murder him that's pretty dark that's close enough exactly but uh, <laughs> that was back in the 80s when bullies would murder you
0: exactly but uh the the karate kid is such a solid movie that holds up No matter legitimately, it's it holds up completely. And what happened was and proof of that is what happened was clearly Will Smith remembered the movie and he showed it to his stupid kid and his terrible Mm -hmm. child enjoyed it because that's what you do when you watch good movies. You enjoy it. (laughs) And so he enjoyed this 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 good movie. And he said, like, God, wouldn't it be cool to do that? And instead of, like, signing up his idiot kid for for karate classes or yeah. buying the movie on Blu-ray or maybe, you know, like, talking about it, like, hyping it up <laughs> a little bit and helping Ralph Macho a little bit more, uh, they decided to make a movie because they of sure the did. clout and money that Smith had. And he turned it into, like, a vehicle. A for, nepotism
1: project for his kid. Yeah, and wouldn't be the first. It wouldn't be the last nepotism project. Exactly, kid, but it you know.
0: would be. It would be. It would lead to the last one, which is fucking. What's that movie with uh, M. Night Shyamalan? Uh, oh, uh, After Earth. After Earth. That movie. No, it, it, it's Earth because it's Will Smith. Welcome to it. Uh, but <laughs> the uh, but Karate Kid the remake is first of all uh, it's it's about kung fu. It is uh, not. Karate. Second of all, it 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 loses any of its uh, message because of the. The narrative decisions it makes, the the ways in which it tries to like ape off of what came before, and then re and then make up the stuff in between. The age of the kid is wrong because it needs to be a kid who's like. Teenager, a teenager. A teenager he's this is like eleven year old. It just, it just, every way doesn't work. It just, it uh, doesn't work on so many conceivable levels. And like Jackie Chan's in it, and he's just like, he. Which I
1: love Jackie Chan, but he's no, he's no Pat F and Morita. You
0: can't. He, he doesn't know what he's doing.
1: Like he doesn't, he doesn't understand. Do, do I play this serious? Do I play this jokey? What do I do? He,
0: he's he's Kung Fu Pandaing it up, where he's like, <laughs> I'll just take a check. I don't care. Or rather, he's rush hour threeing it up, where he's like, mm, I'll take a check. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying, but I don't care either. Like it's just. I like. Money. Yeah, it's just a mess. and You would think it would have been... Was it a big hit, too? Because they actually filmed it in China. It made money. Okay, it made its money back, but it was so meh that they didn't, it didn't encourage them to make more.
1: They uh, they do kind of change around the villains too, where you know in the original the sense the evil sensei is a maniac and the kid is just kind of an asshole. Now the kid he's fighting is a maniac and the evil sensei is just kind of an and asshole. And
0: that's the thing, like in that movie, there are like it's, it's it's a thing that we find in all remakes and reboots that are bad, and it's just the, a complete lack of subtlety.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: kids in Karate Kid feel bad, like some of them, one of them is a monster. Yes. But the rest of them are children, yes, and they have these reactions to when they experience true like ridiculousness the way children would. It's kind of a fa- a fascinating. It um, is. But I, I I love Karate Kid so much, and it, it's just such a good movie that I caught later in life. I was just like. As a kid, I'm like, I don't
1: fucking care about Karate. I, I, I didn't hate the remake, but then again, I only ever saw it once is the thing. I right. saw it once, and I'm like, okay, I have no reason to need to yeah. see this
0: again. I'm good. I was just like, I was so against the idea that I just was like, don't don't fucking do that. And then, amazingly enough, Karate Kid 2 is as good as the second as the first one it manages That's to think too to it manages to to
1: support the first one without being it, it ups the stakes it changes the venue yep. which is a nice thing it does everything that a good sequel should do yeah yeah exactly Ooh, there's an episode right there good sequels i know you and rob did i think we did bad sequels or i think you we did, did superhero something with movies
0: or something like that superhero right. sequels should,
1: let, let, let's put good sequels and bad sequels as a thing yeah too. i like that um, but yeah, there's a, there's a fucking show right there. That's true,
0: and uh, I can't really put it on the list because I never saw it. But Ghostbusters is probably garbage.
1: I never saw it either.
0: Yeah, I love Ghostbusters. I know that. What I I know everything about how they made the reboot, and as such, I couldn't. It was like it was like fan I
1: couldn't. Right. I I can't validate. Good conscience. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, can we talk about, before we end this, Uh, Halloween from Rob Zombie. Yeah. I um, imagine I am in a great minority on this one. I didn't hate it. I thought he changed just enough of it. I think the first half is stronger than the second half because he's made it all about Michael Myers, the only character you care about because he's the only one who lives through every movie because he killed everybody else. It's at its weakest in the second half, though. When he basically just does a Cliff Notes version of the original Halloween, which obviously would never be as good as the original, because how could it possibly be? Mm -hmm. I don't hate it, though. I would put it in one of those things off to the side, though. The sequel is even weirder, (laughs) because Rob Zombie pretty much straight up said, well, you know, people didn't like my remake, so I'm not going to come back for a sequel. Yeah. Until the studio said, No, we want to give you more money and let you do whatever we want because we actually do want you to make one. He's like, Okay, I'll, I'll do it, but I'll just do whatever I want then. And the sequel is even weirder and even trippier and yeah. even more fucked up. It, it honestly has more in common with like Halloween season of The Witch back when it's like, Yeah, let's just make weird anthology movies. That was
0: what the. Th- oh, yeah. I love the first Halloween movie because, first of all, I think that's Carpenter.
1: It is. It's a classic horror film,
0: and it's like the beginning of classic. It,
1: it's it's the, it's the formation of slasher movie. I mean, I'm sure some people would argue. You know, there's Italian horror movies <laughs> yeah. that came up before set the thing for, but the masked killer movie, stabbing teens. Exactly. Um,
0: yeah. So anyway, you got. There's a lot of different stuff that we left off. That I we were just doing the top ten, best and worst reboots and remakes. Uh, in cinema. Uh, I'm sure we left off a few that you probably are champing at the bit to hear about, so if you missed it, let us know in the comment section down below this video, what is your best slash worst, number one, best slash worst remake of all time and uh, we'll talk about it more in the chat. Uh, yes, do it, do it. But, Joel, thank you so much for joining me and doing some homework and getting these uh, these lists together. And we'll uh, see you guys next week with another episode of Lsports Exchange. And, uh, hey, if uh, you haven't already, uh, you should definitely subscribe to this channel and subscribe over to Cape Joel over there. There's a link in the description box below this video for you to get over Please to Cape do. Joel. Uh, Cape Joel, what's happening on Cape Joel right now?
1: Uh, well, if you head on over to the what's channel up? today, uh, Matt and I did a special commentary for Batman Assault on Arkham because we figured everyone still had, you know, the... Uh, Suicide okay. Squad Fever. You can check that out. We like to do that sometimes when there's no real comic news for discussing. Uh, obviously, I'll have all the reviews coming out for this week. It was a slim pickings kind of week, but you know you can still get your Spider Mans and everything coming soon. Totes some goats uh, mm-hmm. over here on Comic Pop. We are releasing a. Uh, we just released a new episode of the weekly
0: poll tonight. We're going to be releasing an episode of back issues, which will be. Punisher Batman from 1994, Ooh. written by Chuck Dixon with art by John Romita Jr. It's the first time Romita Jr. drew Batman, That's and be a good one. Uh, God, it's a fun episode. And it's proof positive that we don't just do the most popular book ever on back issues. We just do books <laughs> that I want to talk about. Um, right. Incidentally, we also visited ToyCon last weekend, and I just finished cutting together and releasing a video about that. That's going to be dropping probably on Saturday. So check us out uh, every day of the week, five days a week, Monday through Friday here on comic pop and of course uh listen to us uh, audio wise uh on uh on itunes <coughs> i had to, th- had to cough <laughs> it happens uh but what's the other thing oh and uh, this episode will be available on friday as well
1: cool, cool
2: so
0: cool. catch us there and uh we'll see you guys next time thanks a lot for watching everybody bye everybody bye.